0: USA Wealth Group, Inc. presents Money Wise with the Money Guys. Ray Lance and Pete Lance are your hosts for the next hour, talking retirement topics and having the retirement conversation for those at or nearing retirement. For more than 20 years, USA Wealth Group has been committed to helping families protect and grow their wealth. The conversation starts now. Welcome to Money Wise Radio.
1: Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome once again to MoneyWise, brought to you every Sunday morning by USA Wealth Group. We're pleased to have you here. Today we have a special show and we have a special guest. Actually, we have two special guests this morning that I will introduce in just a moment. Our subject today is we're gonna be talking about Pride Month, which is the month of June in 2023. And we've got a lot of events to talk about and a lot of information to give you I also want to mention that there are just many, many misconceptions about what Pride Month is about and why do we have Pride Month and so forth. So please stay tuned, we've got a lot of information to share with you. We have information about handouts that we can discuss with you. And I'd like to first of all begin by introducing Andy Pollack. So good morning, Andy. Good morning. So Andy, uh, I know you were raised on
2: a farm in the town of Dartmouth. I was. I was uh, just about four miles down the street from here. I remember being 17 on a manure spreader, um, shaking my fist in the air, saying, I'm going to college, I'm never going to smell like a horse again, and here <laughs> I am back on the farm. So. Well, I think being on a farm is not a bad way to being
1: raised. I was raised by a Marine Corps first sergeant, so I'm not sure which is worse, spreading manure or listening to a Marine Corps first sergeant. <laughs> Either way, sometimes it smells and sometimes it's, it's, uh, sometimes it's good. But I think you probably learned a lot of lessons growing up on a farm, didn't you?
2: I did. I did a lo- um, There was a lot of responsibility. Um, we had a lot of chat- tasks to do. But it was beautiful and uh, I really enjoy being back there and seeing it come alive again. Good, and I know you went to Penn State for your undergraduate
1: college degree and you have an MBA from the University of Maine. I do. Was there any specialty when you got your Master's of Business at Uh, Maine? Finance. Finance, okay, interesting. And um, are you still affiliated with Coastal Neighbors Network?
2: I am, I'm the executive director. Okay, and can you tell us what they do? It's a wonderful organization in Dartmouth and Westport that helps older people stay at home. So it's a community organization. The whole idea started in Beacon Hill in 2002 with people covenanting together to keep themselves at home. And we coordinate about 100 volunteers with 143 members and provide services like transportation, companion visits, um, help around the house. And the communities you serve, are they, is it primarily Dartmouth and Westport? It's only Dartmouth and Westport, unfortunately. Right
1: okay. Now. So that's kind of interesting because we see clients all the time who have a need for services and they like to stay in their own home. Most people don't want to be in a nursing home or an assisted living facility. They'd like to remain where
2: they, where they live right now. Absolutely. And good planning means that you have a lot more options and you have a lot more chances of staying at home. So, we encourage people to work with us. Um, there's wonderful volunteers, and uh, I call it a church without religion. People doing good work, helping other people, and really enjoying themselves. We do a lot of social things. We should possibly
1: investigate how maybe some of the Masonic Lodges might be of assistance in that effort. Uh, for example, Star in the East Lodge in New Bedford, of which I'm a member, just celebrated this past week, it's 200th anniversary. Oh, congratulations. 200 years of uh, doing good and serving the community in uh, New Bedford. And um, I know in the past you've also been co-chairman of the South Coast Marriage Equality Coalition, and you did that for uh, several years. And then you also joined the South Coast LGBTQ Plus Network Board uh, a few years back, about three years ago, I guess and you've been board president now for a couple of years.
2: That's right, and everyone stayed in the room, as I joke. Um, (laughs) I became president and uh, we had a budget of $35,000, and um, as I accepted, they said, your funding's drying up, and we had a- um, Drying up? Yeah. Okay. And we had uh, a part-time employee of 10 hours, so um, it was a small organization.
1: Okay. Well, it sounds like you've got some good uses uh, for
2: where to place and where to use your uh, Master of Business degree. Uh, it's come in handy many times. Yeah. Right now our budget is around 435000 and we have about nine employees.
1: Okay. And, and that's on the uh, network or the coalition? The LGBT network. Right? The network. Okay, good. So
2: how many full-time employees do you have? About nine. Okay. Do you get funding from the state at all? We've just gotten uh, funding for $75,000 through Chris Markey, who's our representative in Dartmouth for Elevate Youth Program, one of our youth programs. But we can talk about the different programs, and there's a lot of grant funding that has come in uh, and individual support.
1: Okay. Well, we're going to explore this in a little bit more detail, but is the um, organization actually a nonprofit organization?
2: Yes, absolutely. It's a 5013C.
1: So that means you could be eligible also for funding from the South Coast Foundation, I would assume. Yes. Okay, so that's, that would be another good source of money uh, because they contribute primarily to nonprofit organizations. That's their mission.
2: Yes, yes, a community foundation would be excellent.
1: Okay. And uh, we have two other guests who are going to join us uh, briefly. Uh, first, there's Andrew. And um, Andrew, give us some background information about you and what are you doing these days?
3: Um, As of right now, I've been actually helping a friend of mine that he does his own uh, art business um, on the weekends, but he's been doing the Pride events, so I've been helping him on the weekends. Okay. Helping him out.
1: And uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about Andrew in just a minute, but you forgot to mention that you're also a full-time employee of USA Wealth Group and Arbor Insurance. Yes. And you assist us with uh, client needs, correct and everything else that I call you in to do <laughs> and um, also very quickly uh, i 'm going to introduce attorney Michael Coleman Good morning <laughs> come just a little closer uh, we'll actually you slide back for just a minute, Andrew. We have one one, two, three, four, we have five people in the radio room right now, ladies and gentlemen, so it 's a little bit busy in the room
4: Good morning. But uh, Mike,
1: thank you for being here. I was just saying a few minutes ago that um, one of the things that is probably uh, most necessary in the LGBTQ plus community is having access to good legal services. As much as you find that you don't have an opportunity to work with as many clients as should do estate planning, uh, I suspect that's even more so in the LGBTQ plus community because people don't take the time to plan. And whether you're a married couple or whether you're a live together couple, you have the same legal issues, don't you? In terms of preparing for an estate, a will or trust or something of that nature.
4: Uh, Absolutely, I mean, I would say they would all, all need wills, trusts. I don't think it would change at all.
1: So, in the past, I know the law firm uh, Lancelot Inc. has done work specifically reaching out to the uh, uh, LGBTQ community. And I know that you've also got an interesting handout. It has an old fashioned title, although it's um, on the inside of this, it's a little bit more uh, politically correct today because it does talk about the LGBTQ community. And they haven't updated the cover sheet, however, so the cover sheet still says gay and lesbian couples face special challenges in estate planning. If anyone is interested in a copy of this, by the way, you can get in touch with Lance Law and call them at 508-998-8800 and they would be happy to provide a copy of this for you. Mike, I know in the past I'm gonna ask you a question and put you on the spot in a little bit, which is always fun to do. Um, I know the the law firm here has not done uh, special programs recently for the LGBTQ plus community, Um, but I know that you also have access to a very detailed program to put on a slideshow. Mm -hmm. Uh, Frankly, I looked at this the other day, and I thought it was a little bit too long. It was 175 slides, and I thought, (laughs) uh, that's too much. But this could be condensed a little bit, I suspect. Yeah and a presentation could be made to the network or the communities um, and give some more information. I do need to make a brief disclaimer that the law firm Lancelot Inc. is not a part of USA Wealth Group nor vice versa. So I, I give Rodney Dangerfield quotations every once in a while, and some of those are a little on the edge, but uh, they're fun. But now we have to be very careful about what we say in the radio, and what a time this has become, hasn't it? True, sure, indeed. So, um, Mike, do you have just a few minutes to spare with us this morning? Sure. Okay. So uh, we're going to talk for about one more minute, and then we're going to give a, a very brief break. Um, June, and June of 2023, is Pride Month and i think andy uh, pollock you probably have not been able to celebrate as much in the past because of the pandemic
2: right we did a virtual pride uh, a few years ago uh, last year was the first um back to the park celebration we had pride in new bedford and in fall uh there's one in fall river and we sponsored one in taunton for the first okay. time and you've
1: already had those particular uh, events in the parks correct yes but you've got other things coming up that we're going to talk about in just a moment first before we come back we're going to take a very brief uh break so stay tuned we have a lot of information to give you today we will be right back
0: you're listening to money wise with the money guys hosted by ray lance and pete lance if you have questions about retirement call today 508-998-8858 That's 508 998 8858 for a consultation or a second opinion on your current retirement plan. 508 998 8858. And now, back to MoneyWise with the Money Guys.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to MoneyWise. Our subject today is Pride Month, and specifically Pride Month in the greater New Bedford area. So uh, we have two Andys in the room this morning. We have Andy Pollock, and we have Andrew Alves. So I said to distinguish you gentlemen this morning, we're gonna call Andy Andy, and we're gonna call the other Andy Andrew. And I'll probably mix them up. <laughs> so Andrew, give us a little bit of background. Besides the fact that you are working here, where did you work before you came to work for uh, Arbor Insurance and USA Wealth Group.
3: So I used to work with uh, Coastal New England Federal Credit Union. Uh, I've been working there for five years. Um, it's very local. Now I just uh, transferred to Taunton Federal Credit Union since COVID hit.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and then I went to St. Anne's Credit Union, and then I came here.
1: So you have a very strong banking background, don't yes. you? Yes. And... Uh, I would think that that would be a useful background for working in the financial area with clients. Correct. And you can tell us all about wire transfers and some uh, aspects of handling people's money and so yep. forth. Yep. So that's cool. And what are what some of your personal interests? You mentioned something called anime. How is that spelled?
3: Uh, so it's A-N-I-M-E, Um Usually I watch it like once, once or twice a week because usually some shows that I usually watch with my fiancé um, okay. are weekly. They never come out, but it's actually fun. I like it.
1: So is, is that animation? Is it cartoons?
3: It's more of animation more than cartoons because um, it's basically based in Japan.
1: Okay. So I have to ask you a quick question. Is artificial intelligence now involved in anime at all?
3: That I don't know.
1: I don't know. I've but, never I bet that, that it would be. I've started to play around with artificial <laughs> intelligence. It is one of the freakiest things I've ever seen in my life. I said, for example, I typed in, um, write me a 700-word article on the subject of mentors and why it's important to have mentors. And it paused for about two seconds and it went brrr, and spit out this article with seven numbered paragraphs. And then... Toby, who's our behind-the-scenes operator here this morning, said, watch this. He says, give me the bullet points. And it went and spit out bullet points for each of those seven paragraphs. But I also discovered recently that in addition to word things that you can do with artificial intelligence, you can do art, you can do graphics, and I haven't even started to look at that yet. So... It's uh, going to be the future. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, gay rights movement, because I think that's helpful. We've talked about this a little bit in the past. I didn't realize until I looked at this this material again that in 2004, Massachusetts became the first state to legalize gay marriage.
2: It'll be 20 years that the Supreme Court of Massachusetts, in November 17th, allowed equal marriage protection for same-gender couples, Hmm. and they gave six months— for the state to basically get forms in place and kind of get used to it. And then on May 17th, 2004, marriage became legal. First in the country.
1: Okay, and roughly across the country, would you say, how many states now recognize? There's a federal
2: law, I think it was in 2014 that... I think that date's correct. um, So that marriage is across country because there's this contractual deal in the Constitution, full faith and credit. Mm-hmm. So if you had a contract in Massachusetts, it was valid in Rhode Island, but there were a lot of states that were putting in into gay, um, gay marriage laws. So during the Obama administration, that um, was dismantled, and same-sex marriage was allowed in the country.
1: But there's a lot of political controversy in the country right now, isn't there? It's huge. Uh, there's controversy about Uh, rights for the uh, gay and lesbian and bisexual uh, community. Um, There's a lot of revisionism going on with voter rights that have to do with the African-American population, the black population. It just seems like, you know, when does it ever end? It never seems to die down. Well, Massachusetts has been a leader in many, many things, including that. So um, one of the things that I will tell you is that... um, Tenny Lance, Attorney Tenney Lance, my wife, over the years and going back, to, I would say, to as long ago as probably the early 1970s um, have represented people in the LGBTQ community, including doing uh, specific educational programs to explain why it's important for everybody and uh, to, to have proper legal documents in place. Now, Mike, uh, attorney Mike Coleman, um, you do legal documents all the time. You do a lot of work with wills, trusts, powers of attorney. What happens if you have a couple together who are, let's say, same sex, and they're not married, and they're living together, and if they haven't done powers of attorney and health care proxies, they have absolutely no rights to handle each other's affairs, do they?
4: I mean, I think that would be true for any... Um any two people. people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so, absolutely, if you are living with someone or you're in a relationship with someone and you want that person to be your agent or your healthcare proxy, you should definitely do documents. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, there may be a you know, conservatorship, guardianship process. Um, okay.
1: You know, I was just thinking, too, I know in the past sometimes um, both you and Tenny have been involved when there's a couple planning to get married, this is a a statement for everybody in this room, and sometimes you'll have an unequal division of assets. One person will have many more assets Mm -hmm. than the other one does. And so sometimes you'll do something called a prenuptial agreement, which will spell out the fact that Mm -hmm. what happens if one person dies, do they automatically uh, receive all the assets of the the other person? And you can arrange it so that that happens or that that doesn't happen. And don't ever forget that. Well, um, I have a few quotations that I want to give along the way. Uh, this is Coretta Scott King. Uh, gay and lesbian people have families and their families should have legal protection, whether by marriage or civil union. So now that we have the ability to have marriage in this country, I've, I think that we have a lot more protection than we've had in the past. Um, question for Andy Pollack. Do you feel like the LGBTQ community continues to make progress in being accepted? Or do you think that we're sort of going backwards right now in the country?
2: We feel that we're going, well, I say that there's two steps forward, but um, a heavy wind in our face. We've had uh, four to 500 laws through the states in the country against LGBT folks from Don't Say Gay in Florida to anti-trans laws in the South, Texas being one of them. Uh, Even in Massachusetts, we've fought book banning Um, in Mattapoisette, Marion, in Rochester. We've fought folks who had wanted to ban books in Dartmouth. Um, So it's come to our, our area as well. And in January 17th, we had a story hour in Taunton Public Library that was broken up by 20 Nazis who actually came through the library, stomped through into the children's section, and were on top of our staff. When was that? Uh, January 17th of this year.
1: Of this year? So oh my gosh, four, I didn't know about that.
2: Four instances of Nazi violence against LGBT folks just in the South Coast in the past six months. So this as we were planning for Pride and for all our events, we have a statement of peace and nonviolence and disengagement. We believe strongly that these folks are not there to learn, or they're not there to engage in any sort of peaceful way. Mm. They're there to create havoc and um, disruption. So we trained 100 people this year for Pride on peaceful disengagement and training them to walk away, basically. And we have our own people for various reasons Uh, monitoring the situation so that if there were protesters like there were in New Bedford, just a few. But um, we disengage and we do not return insult for insult or evil for evil. We believe in peaceful process and working with the authorities and the police.
1: That's really interesting to say. Um, My background is that I went to Paris Island Marine Corps boot camp. I, I would have a hard time personally following that philosophy, probably, just because of my family background in the Marine Corps, but, but I, I applaud that. So I'm gonna digress for a slight minute and say that I've been very active in the Masonic community as a Freemason, and we believe in um, equality and brotherly love, and we practice it all the time, and when somebody takes their third degree as a Freemason, they are a Master Mason, they don't have to do anything further, and everybody's equal. And we have minorities, and we have members of the LGBTQ community in our lodge. We're all brothers, we're all equal. And it doesn't matter what somebody's wealth is, or their occupation, or their profession, we're all equals. And that's the way it should be with everything. That's what the country's founded on, isn't it? That's what the country is founded on. But unfortunately, I think politics really gets in the way a lot uh, these days. And, we make it a point not to talk about politics in this country because you can't. Um, I want to give you one more fact however, about Freemasonry in Massachusetts because I think there's some relevance uh, to this. The um, Masonic Lodge in Massachusetts is the third oldest in the world. England was first, Ireland was second, Massachusetts was third, and Massachusetts, Grand Lodge of Massachusetts was the first Masonic Lodge in the country to recognize as equals the African-American lodges across the country. And we were the first to do that. And I've always felt that that was a very impressive thing. So there's an attitude of tolerance and acceptance, and I think that's important, uh, not only with the minority communities, but I think it's very important for gender as well. So I'm giving my opinions. Um, I just think it's wrong to discriminate against people for any reason. And people should be accepted for what they do and who they are and not what their background or preferences are.
2: There seems to be a lot of issues around drag and performance. Um, drag performances where there are children yeah. um, is becoming illegal in some states across the country. And I always use it, um, I'm, I'm a practicing Quaker But um, my parents were very strong evangelicals, and they did not believe in Santa Claus. When you think about it, bringing a child to a man who's in a suit with a beard that the child doesn't know and have him sit on the guy's lap and have him the child tell the man whether he's been naughty or nice and the guy gives him stuff, it's kind of creepy. It's very creepy. If you think about it. Now, my parents, we did not participate with that. They they were not—they religiously— felt that Santa Claus was not appropriate. And, you know, there's no pictures of us crying on Santa Claus's lap. But they didn't go to Macy's and break up the story, you know, the Santa Claus event.
1: Yeah. I want to come back to this subject in just a minute because we need to take a small break. But I've got some wonderful pictures on my cell phone of my four-year-old grandson absolutely in hysterics crying and screaming because he sat on Santa Claus's lap this past Christmas. And... He was scared out of his brain. Stay tuned. We will be right back.
0: This is Money Wise Radio with Ray and Pete Lance, powered by the USA Wealth Group. Collectively, more than 80 years of experience helping clients define and plan for their retirement goals. To begin a retirement consultation, call 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is Money Wise Radio.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We've been having a wonderful conversation between segments talking about uh, some activities in the community and some things that are good and some things that are really not good. I just picked up an article in the Wall Street Journal, and this is dated February uh, 13, 2023. Companies quiet diversity and sustainably talk amid culture war boycotts. So major companies around the country don't know where they're going. Some are doing things that are um, pulling back. Target,
2: from, for instance, pulled out their pride stuff.
1: Target. Target. Yep, they pulled out their pride stuff. And then you've got other companies that are doing more things. You mentioned, what was it, Chick-fil-A? Chick-fil-A
2: has a diversity, equity, and inclusion officer. Who knew? Okay. And um, Cracker Barrel now has rockers with pride slats on them. So hmm. the world is getting topsy-turvy. But you know what's
1: going on in this country? Uh, th- there's a lot of fear in the country. People are afraid to say what they truly believe because somebody's going to come after them or they're afraid that they're not going to win their next re-election campaign so they're taking very withdrawn positions no guts no glory is what i say you know say your mind and say what you really believe but don't do it just because of politics and do you know how you can tell whether a politician is lying andy Pollock? they speak his lips are moving <laughs>
2: that's good to <sir>. say. <laughs>
1: Well, let's come back. Um, So you're obviously married. Yes. um, uh, And you're married to a man.
2: Yes. uh, He was the first in the country to have to leave the military to get married, I was telling back then. And that meant that you were dishonorably discharged with homosexuals stamped on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, 11,000 were um, dismissed that way. You lost your pension. You lost your insurance. You lost everything.
1: And some went to jail.
2: Yes. Uh, I have a friend who has a discharge that has uh, dishonorably discharged with homosexual. And he, was, he wasn't he was asked. He was just found out. And it really depended. It was very capricious. It depended on your commander and, and what the situations were.
1: Do you think that it's possible at some point that all those dishonorable discharges may be changed? I hope so. Because if you look around the country at some of the strange things that are happening today, or different things, um, in San Francisco and uh, California now this discussion of being uh, paying reparations to members of the black community because their ancestors from four or five generations ago were slaves. How do you measure that? How do you value that? How do you treat somebody who was dishonorably discharged from the military and has a, a black mark on their record, for example? How do you go back and and make that up again? Um, so Andrew. Andrew, this is Andrew Alves from our <laughs> office. Uh, do you have other people in your family who are members of the LGBTQ community?
3: Um, My fiance's side of the family actually are very supportive okay. in the community. Um, as for my side of the family, they're not very supportive.
1: Yeah, I've. I've you don't need to go into personal details, but yeah. I, I understand that it's difficult.
3: It is, it is, but um, I'm happy that they're actually there to support, because mm-hmm. uh, I know there's some families out there that wouldn't accept it or approve, but they're definitely approvable.
1: So I have a niece in my family. She's a very smart lady, love her dearly. Um, She's a graduate of Harvard University. I think she has a master's from Harvard as well. Uh, She works full-time at Harvard. She supervises 50 or 100 professors, and she's married to a woman, and I went to her wedding. Um, She's loved by her parents, she's loved by her siblings, she's loved by everybody in the family. There is no difference. There is no difference. So we have to accept people for who they are and what they are. Uh, Billie Jean King, famous tennis player, once said, everyone has people in their lives that are gay, lesbian, or transgender, or bisexual. They may not want to admit it, But I guarantee they know somebody.
2: It's Unfortunately, the statistics in Massachusetts, never mind the country, still still don't reflect equality. The suicide rate among LGBT kids is much, much higher. The bullying, the dropping out of school, the suicide ideation, the homelessness... So, in the network, we're focusing on the most vulnerable populations and sure. focusing our programs and our efforts on them. Mm-hmm. Do you know people
1: yourself who have taken their lives by suicide? Yes. Yeah, and We've so. had
2: two in our, in our youth group um, that in the past probably 10 years or so. And it's, it's really horrible when it
1: happens. One of my uh, Lodge brothers had that happen in his family. Uh, my wife's brother, who was a medical doctor at the time, took his life by suicide wow. so it's a really tragic thing when it happens but it's especially tragic if it happens because of uh, discrimination so why can't we all get along? why can't we all recognize that we're all people we're all equals and it doesn't matter you know what our personal preferences are I probably reckon rec- represented one of the very first transgender uh, people uh, in this whole area. And this goes back like 30 years ago. Oh, good for you. And um, it was a male gentleman. He had to go to Canada to have uh, surgical operations performed. And it was very traumatic for him at the time. But he had to go out of the country to do it. Couldn't be done here. So tell me about some of the current events that still remain uh,
2: during Pride Month uh, that Uh, the network is uh, doing we've had a a wonderful run we've had we started off pride with around the Bend farm We had um, it was kind of a Shakespearean theme of um, puck and uh, fairies in the woods kind of tongue-in-cheek there but um, it was a a nice kickoff Um, we had pride in New Bedford the weather was a little bit cold and windy but the turnout was good Taunton was phenomenal. Uh, We had an author speak at the Whaling Museum who wrote All Boys Aren't Blue, which is the second most banned book in the country. Uh, I spoke Sunday night on activism. We have an art program going on at Gallery X called Kaleidoscope, which is showing LGBT art. Um, There'll be a round at the end, there'll be kind of a celebration at Moby Dick Restaurant for um, Pride, kind of a tea dance celebration dinner. And I'm missing things. So there's a myriad of things going on. Um, there were pride celebrations, and it seems like um, this year after COVID, there's been a lot of interest, and we're, we're grateful for that. So um,
1: is there a website, if somebody wanted more information about the South Coast LGBTQ network?
2: Yes, and that's the website. Um, they oh, can look up okay. South Coast LGBT no, uh, Network. Uh, also, um, Facebook is also a good resource for um, information.
1: Okay, so it's sclgbtqnetwork.org. Dot org, yes. Okay. And um, because they have nine employees, I think you said, if somebody wanted information, they could also call and get yes. information. Yes, yes. And I have a number, 508-264-9064. That's my number. Okay. Uh, Is that your personal number or is that the number for the network? Other one. Some people can call me. I don't mind. Okay. Well, one of the things that uh, anybody should be thinking about always is making sure you have your own estate plan in order. Absolutely. It's critical. We see people often who have not done planning and they talk about it and they put it off and they put it off and then one person dies and there's major problems. And I suspect it's even more so in the LGBTQ plus community because now you've got fighting family members, perhaps that don't want anything to go to the partner or the spouse.
2: We find uh, it's interesting. I, I've, I've, we work with three populations. We work with the trans population. We provide services, uh, support groups, parent groups, trans visibility, trans remembrance. We work with the youth called Elevate Youth Program, which is amazing. The metrics that are coming out of that are great. And we also work with LGBT elders. And that's where my heart is. I really enjoy working with that population. However, they've been through so much. They've been through years of discrimination, years of HIV and people dying like flies, um, fights for equality for marriage and for being allowed in the military, et cetera, et cetera. And now we see some really horrific um, statements made publicly against the LGBT community, and they're fearful. Um, They tend to be isolative, they tend to uh, not connect, and we have social workers now that are working with them. But I have seen in the past where one of them will die and it really, because they're fearful of being outed or putting down that they're gay Mm -hmm. in legal documents, or finding a safe lawyer, which I'm, I'm wonderful, very happy that you guys um, serve our population. That they either they leave in test their estate intestate, which is insane. Sure it is. Or they are in a congregate housing situation where they're, they don't feel safe or secure or, or um, supported. In fact, I've done discussions on the national and the local level on LGBT elders. One of the local um, groups was the Southeastern Mass Alzheimer's Partnership, and one of the women I was going through the presentation, and she didn't realize till I was halfway through that I was talking about the residents of the congregate living rather than the staff. She it, this the idea on her uh, in her mind that her residents could be LGBT was a revelation to her.
1: Yeah. Well, let me ask Mike uh, Coleman, attorney Mike Coleman. Um, I think one of the worst things that could happen is if you've got a couple. Uh, same-sex, let's say, married, living together, whatever, and they haven't done a, a health care proxy, mm-hmm. and one of them has to go to the hospital. The other one has no rights to know what's going on, mm-hmm. to, to help direct their medical care, or anything else. It's a critical document to have, isn't it?
4: And, and yeah, healthcare care power of attorney, a durable power of attorney, those are both important documents to make sure that someone, you know, the person that you want to take care of things can.
1: I mean, it's something that applies to everybody, mm-hmm. regardless of your gender or you know your, your place in life. Uh, somebody named Gordon Brown once said, I hate prejudice, discrimination, and snobbishness of any kind. It always reflects on the person judging and not on the person being judged. Everyone should be treated equally. And I think that's a very important philosophy for everyone to live by, and why not? Would you like to be treated differently because you came from the country of Italy? or from a different country. Um, you know, Nobody wants to be discriminated against for any reason. So do unto others as the uh, motto goes from the Bible. Um, we're gonna take our last break and we will be back in about uh, a minute.
0: Stay tuned. Call 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Money Wise is in many places. If you missed a minute of the show or want to listen to past episodes of Money Wise, go online to USAWealthGroup.com and click on the radio page. That's USAWealthGroup.com.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This morning we're talking uh, with, now we have three guests besides myself, Ray Lance. There's Andrew Alves, there's Andy Pollack, and there's Michael Coleman, Attorney Mike Coleman. So uh, thank you, gentlemen, for being here. So I have something for you. Um, So uh, Andrew, who works in RRS, you're not married right now, correct?
3: Correct, just engaged. Okay,
1: so this is a quotation for you. Um, bisexuality immediately doubles your chances for a date on Saturday night. That's Woody Allen. Yeah, you can have that. I thought that was kind of funny. Once in a while, we have to have something funny in here. But um, we're, uh, we're seeing uh, Pride Month. I guess uh, you're celebrating Pride Month. Yes. Is that celebrated nationally?
2: Yes, uh, because Stonewall happened in June. So it's a uh, tradition. That's okay. where the tradition started. And Stonewall was the first time. What happened to June? Why did it start? Uh, Stonewall in 1969, if I get the date correctly, uh, was a bar in New York City. And up until that time, bars, including bars around here, were raided routinely by the police. Uh-huh. Um, you're up against the wall. You're dragged out. You're beaten up. Your name was in the paper. And that was part of the deal. It was the first time this in... New York, Stonewall Inn, that the gays and lesbians and transgender folks fought back. And there were riots in the street for three or four days. Wow. And that's the beginning of the Pride March and the Pride Month. So that's why it's always in June.
1: Well, I think some of the Pride parades are, are, are fun and entertaining to watch, um, whether you're a member of the community or not. That's a blast. And um, I, I, I think I've been to one in Boston in the past. Um, on Mass Ave, was it?
2: It goes down Tremont to... Tremont Street. It was on routes. Tremont Street that yeah. I saw it. Yep. So, um,
1: Andrew, from our office, Andrew Wells, um, do you uh, belong to other organizations in the community?
3: Well, a long time ago, in 2011, I was actually with uh, South Coast Equality. Um, I was actually Mr. South Coast Equality uh, back in 2011. Um, helping out with the LGBTQ plus community for two years and then started to help out the other communities worldwide. Well, uh, to Providence, Rhode Island, um, Fall River, New Bedford, and a little bit of Fay Haven because I know there are some people that want to join and make uh, artwork and stuff and start there.
1: Okay. And... um Maybe what we'll do at some point is we'll give lectures to some of the organizations that you might belong to or or go to. That might be something we'll do going forward. And back to Attorney Mike Coleman for a minute. I want to basically mention that um, when we talk about doing planning and the importance of planning for the LGBTQ plus community, it really is critically important for every community, isn't it, and for every couple? You know, if you are a heterosexual couple living together, it doesn't matter. If you haven't done planning, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to have problems when one person has medical issues or financial issues or passes away, perhaps, uh, if you don't have documents in place. It's quite that simple. And uh, if anybody's interested, give a call to attorney Mike Coleman or attorney Tenney Lance. You can reach them at 508-998-8800. Um, we still have a few more minutes left uh, today today. But, um, Andy Pollack, I'd like to come back to the uh, South Coast LGBTQ Plus Network. It's really hard to say that, isn't it? I find it <laughs> uh, hard I, I to say. I say it so
2: many times. I, I have it down, but it took a while to get it.
1: Probably under branding at some point in the future, somebody will come up with one simpler name.
2: You know, it's interesting that, that when we were starting in 2014, the youth wanted to be called the Queer Network. Mm. And the older folks were like, oh, no. Uh, to them, it was a very de- derogatory word, so okay. we had to come up with something that was a little bit more inclusive. And we put the plus on the end because there's always something new. So we just kind of left it there. Okay. So let me come back to that word for a minute, the word queer, because I remember an old
1: expression. It's a sort of a quotation, um, everybody's queer but
2: thee and me, and sometimes I have doubts about thee. Did you ever so, hear that? Yes. My mother used to say that. <laughs> um, so anyway, you know, it's just we work multi-generationally, so we try to be um, cognizant of both ends of the spectrum: the youth and the elders. So let's talk for
1: a minute about the Elevate program or Youth Elevate. Elevate, program. Elevate Youth Program. Elevate sure. Youth Program.
2: Okay. What does that do? One of the things that we're working on is the statistics about LGBT youth. So we have social workers within the schools and in different areas. And we have about 100 kids that have gone through the Elevate Youth program to date. And the metrics are amazing. 37% of them come in with primary care doctors. And when they're in program, 100% of them have primary care doctors. It's great. 100% of the kids are home secure, meaning that they're not homeless. They're not selling themselves for a place to live. And that we work with, uh, with socialization. We work with financial planning. We work with financial literacy. We work with... Uh, GED. I know it's not called GED anymore, but uh, getting their high school diploma, getting their entrance into college, plus a lot of social and um, life skills that are happening with the kids. Um, Amazing program. Our executive director, Eileen Dugas, does a fantastic job, and I'm really proud of what they're doing. So is there an age bracket for the... um elevate program the youth elevate
1: youth program
2: 12 to 25
1: okay all right that's interesting and if somebody wanted more information about that would they get in touch with yeah
2: please reach out to me or through the network uh and again especially for folks in any three of the more vulnerable categories in our community trans youth and elders we're really focused on those three
1: okay well, I think it must be especially difficult for uh, the elderly population, because historically, I suspect they have not gotten married, right?
2: Yes, when we were doing marriage equality work in 2003 to 2007, a lot of the older LGBT folks looked at me and they just shook their heads, like, "Oh, this isn't for us." And you can understand that because they were told that for years, Sure. and they've been, you know, the um It was actually, I think, in 2013, it was the first time that. Um, body dysmorphia or trans was taken out of a psychological disorder Hmm. so I didn't know that and LGBT gayness was most of these people grew up where it was considered a psychological disorder illegal raided HIV hit 700,000 people died the government did nothing and they're just in a place where they want to live out their last days in safety and uh, in comfort but I've seen them not prepare themselves legally. And even with some provisions around legality, there's always seems to be a loophole somewhere and people get stuck with it. So I cannot encourage everyone to work with a lawyer uh, if they can't afford it to talk to us at the LGBT network and get their house in order. So if marry if you can. And get work with a, uh, a lawyer and if there's no one to leave money to leave it to a charity because sure. I'd rather leave it to a charity that promotes the values that you espouse than the state yep and that's something that attorney Mike Coleman you do as well you make
1: uh, arrangements for people with charitable gifts uh, who want to leave money to charity um, I remember seeing a woman who had a professional occupation with a little over $2 million in assets, didn't have any family or any family she cared about, but what she ended up doing is she listed like 20 separate Catholic charity organizations that she gave money to. So you can always do good, you can always help other people, but if you don't do documents in the first place, um, your wishes are never gonna be followed, are they, Mike? That's
4: right. And the other thing to think about is that if you don't have a plan in place, the assets may not go to the estate. It might go to an heir that you have no connection to, you know, a cousin or someone that. You have
1: a special name for those, don't you? Yeah, laughing heirs. Laughing, yeah, heirs. laughing heirs. So they inherited something they never expected uh, to get. Right. <laughs> but it, it's a serious matter. Um, it doesn't matter what your status is in life. Do something to protect the people that you care about. Mm-hmm and protect your own assets, and to make sure your house is gonna go where you want it to go to. Uh, Clive Davis once said, the adage that you're either gay or straight or you're lying, well, that's not true. Bisexuality does exist. Lots of quotations on all this stuff. Um, and it's always a difficult topic to discuss because, frankly, there's a lot of old-fashioned thinking about the whole topic, isn't there?
2: Indeed. Yep.
1: Some people accept everybody, and I think that's the right thing to do, and other people uh, will maintain their prejudices as long as they live. And um, hopefully we can make a little bit of difference here. So I noticed something uh, today on one of the handouts from the uh, LGBTQ plus network of South Coast Massachusetts. that says, Be Forever Proud. Is that a new caption or the slogan that you folks use?
2: Just one of the taglines for Pride. Okay,
1: for the Pride Month. Well, um, if you haven't had a chance to investigate this at all and uh, you want to, you can get in touch with Andy Pollack. He's the board president of the South Coast LGBTQ Network. You can reach him at 508-264-9064. If you forget the number or you don't write it down, you can always uh, call the office here at 508-998-8858, and we'd be happy to provide any of this information that we've talked about today to you as well. And the website for the network, by the way, is SL... Let I me mean, get this right. S-L-G-B-T-Q. So it's S-C for South Coast, L-G-B-T-Q, org, And that's a mouthful, too. Some less. So, um, I'd like to thank all three of you for being here today it's, it's a difficult subject to talk about sometimes uh, it's a subject that sometimes older folks don't like to discuss or think about but it's life uh, everybody is a person, everybody has feelings, everybody has you know, their own thoughts and wishes and desires and just accept people uh, Andy Pollack, thank you for being here today it a pleasure, it. thank you Andrew Alves, thank you for being here today. This is your radio initiation. Thank you. <laughs> and Attorney Mike Coleman, I appreciate you stepping in after you finished uh, an appointment. And um, no, thank you. always yeah. like to have you here. So gentlemen, thank you. Um, let's hope that going forward in the future, we can sometime have a country that we live in where all men are incre- are created equal. And we don't have that right now in this country, unfortunately. But thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. We will be with you again next week on the radio.
5: USA Wealth Group Incorporated is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Insurance products are offered through the insurance business USA Wealth Group Incorporated. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. USA Wealth Group Incorporated is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by USA Wealth Group Incorporated. Andy Pollack and Coastal Neighbors Network are not affiliated with USA Wealth Group or AEWM.
0: This radio show is a paid
5: placement.